I'm going to check the uh, phone here. I'm going to look at Facebook on the phone. We're live. We're live in the group. Live on the Chinese Medicine Networks Facebook group. And I just wanted to thank everybody who's watching us. It would help me. Hey, you know what? Let me just hit this now. Just want to thank everyone who is, who's joining us live on Zoom and everyone who's joining us live on the Facebook group, the Chinese Medicine Networks Facebook group. Guest today, uh, Adam French. He's actually been quite the part of Chinese Medicine Networks. Increasingly, I don't know, there must be something wrong with him. We've got to have a couple screws loose if you still want to be involved with us. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <You're laughs> Adam French, he's gone to, he, a lot of people know you from the different uh, um, seminars that you've been to, that you've assisted in, that you've attended, um, a ton of them. What helps is that you are about two, three hours from Syracuse. So works out really well that we're kind of close to you. You get to come down and, and you've been a pretty much part of CMTW right from the get-go since we started. Yeah. Um, yep, we came to your first group. Yeah. Were you, in, were you in Albany or were you in August 2016? August. August. That was the first August. official. 15 years in practice, you graduated from SWAC in 2003. You've done a, you were doing Dr. Tan's seminars early on, right? Yeah, I actually started um, using the, so a lot of the Tan stuff in school. Nice. Uh, unofficially. Unofficially, <clears throat> of course. Um, yep. You just recently completed, I want to say, the first part. I don't know if it's the intro or however they classify it of the McMaster's University Contemporary Medical Acupuncture Program up in Canada. You're going to do the uh, advanced one as well, right? Yeah, I am. I'm enrolled in the advanced this spring. A lot of electroacupuncture and just all kinds of stuff. I won't even speak for you. Um, we can get into that later if need be, but that's a really cool program, of course. You also studied uh, uh, Master Tong stuff, right? Yes. Techniques. So I did. I mean, you, 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 uh, do you incorporate distal still in your practice? Always. Yeah. I use a lot of distal. So what we're going to talk about today is volunteering. Cause you went to Kathmandu, Nepal a couple of times, didn't you? Yeah. And I did. You twice, there, twice. Uh, when you went there, were you using, um, distal acupuncture at that point in time? Yeah, I was. So you got to really use it a lot, I'd imagine, not only in private practice, but in, in volunteering. How long were you over there for in Nepal? Um, each trip was around three weeks. So I would have liked to have gone longer, but that was what we had sort of the time that we had carved out. Mm -hmm. Nice. So the topic tonight, as everybody probably knows, is volunteering so we're going to talk about volunteering i volunteer over at a um hold on let me just check this out just want to i got somebody on the chat here i want to answer quick i'm sorry make sure everything's working well for them um i volunteer over at a, a nonprofit, clear path for veterans it's um 
obviously for veterans. And they they started in the, out, just outside of Syracuse, New York. And so I've gotten really familiar. I've been volunteering there for a couple of years now. And I've gotten um, a little bit of insight into the whole volunteering world. I've tried to do some things on my own at my clinic. It's very, it's not as easy to, to get volunteering or it's not as easy to, well, there are some caveats with it. Let's put it that way. There are some issues with, with volunteering. It can be great, but it can also be, there are some realities of it. But your experience was very different than mine, I'm sure, because I'm, I'm volunteering in the U.S. It's a great place. They really <laughs> appreciate, uh, no matter where you go, they really appreciate volunteers. But you were probably treating and seeing some really interesting conditions and diseases over there, were you, over in Nepal? Yeah, stuff that you would never see in, in typical daily practice. Nice. Um, but it wasn't necessarily treating all of it. You just did the best you could in what time you had. Give me an idea of what like a day involved of volunteering over there. Um, you'd wake up when the bells went off in the early part of the morning, try to find some tea. Um, the first trip I went, we were, um, we were asked to come to a monastery and we set up, um, benches in the courtyard because there was no power. So you couldn't, there, you couldn't see inside. So you couldn't work inside because there were no lights. Um, so we set up benches in the courtyard and they said it was open from eight to five. And by the time we showed up at like seven, seven thirty, there would be a line of fifty or sixty people um, already there, and you just just first come, first serve, and people sitting on each other's laps. Um, you know, eight people on a two-person chair, just wherever you could put people to to do treatments, and it was just kind of wing it and have fun, and you'd see the same people every day for the, the time that you were there typically. Um, but you just take a quick five, 10 minutes to eat lunch and then back at it and then dinner. You go sit at a cafe and have a nice meal or something at the end of the day, <clears throat> watch the sunset. That must have been just such a liberating way to practice without all the constraints and confines of just everything that you do in private practice here you are it's just a totally different setup isn't it it was completely uh new to me it was it was pretty amazing i i had never experienced that the the gentleman that set up the trip um anthony through acupuncture ambassadors had he had done a few others before that and um he was pretty instrumental in facilitating learning how to deal with that and just how do you do that all day? And I'd, I'd never done it. I, I was used to seeing, you know, typical normal day of practice and, um, and then just get thrown into a completely new environment, which I kind of love. So mm -hmm. I was fine with the new, um, <clears throat> but it was definitely, it was an amazing experience. I, I know Kate Colley is over there right now in Nepal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, she's been, I've been following. And she's her. been to a lot of our classes mm -hmm. and looks like she's having a blast. Um, yeah, she's the one that makes the hinge oil that we raffle off. A lot of people have liked yeah. the hinge oil. Um, so yeah, she was over there for a month, I think. But 
I mean, were you able to like treat diseases or treat things? A couple things. Number one, you got to see people throughout their, even daily probably, right? So you got to see the patients respond. You got to see how they responded to acupuncture. And number two, I want to see, did you, were you surprised at certain things that responded, certain conditions that's responded to acupuncture? Were you surprised at that and how well they did? Um, I would say the bulk of what I saw was arthritis. Mm-hmm. It was, there was a huge amount of knee arthritis that seemed to be the really popular thing. Um, every once in a while to get something weird, like, uh, uh, parasites or something. And I, there was a, um, a Tibetan medicine, um, monk at the monastery. And he, when it, when they came with parasites or something, it would refer to him for the herbs and he would treat that. Um, but we saw hundreds and hundreds of cases of uh, knee or back or joint arthritis, but predominantly knee. I saw a lot of that. And, did um, you see- and you'd see some like infected teeth or you know, interesting things, strokes, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And how was your response rate? I mean, you really got to practice the distal and really test it out, didn't you? Distal yeah, I found when, when I was there, um, my experience was if you just did distal and said, how do you feel? And they'd say, great. And if you walked away, they'd call somebody else over and say, he forgot my knee because you were working on his elbow. But um, <laughs> even though it felt better, they wanted a few. So you, it was yeah. local. And then by the end of it, I learned it was just always local with some distal mm-hmm. both together. I do distal, get them to move it and then sit down and put some local needles in in the, you know, in the major muscles around the, the joint, if that was sure. what they were coming in for. Well, it could, it could help too. You know, it's not something that wasn't counterproductive. It's just funny how there's yeah, I mean, that no matter where you go, there's that idea that, Oh no, if it hurts here, I want you to work right here. I don't, <laughs> why, yeah. why are you not putting them in there? It was no matter where you go, that's all the same. It's just a human, human nature. Well, with, with very little ability to translate, um, instead of trying to explain the, you know, why it was just like, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. We'll do both. Right. Right. And yes, everybody was happy. And, you know, you'd see them eight days or nine, eight or nine days in a row for the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. Cause you'd see, I mean, it's hard to judge response rate because I couldn't understand anything. So there was that piece that was missing the, you know, I couldn't get, I could get a translation. Right. Yeah. Yep. I could get a translation. I had a really good translator, Um, but it's still not the same depth of understanding. I don't think. Right. What was the weather like when you went? Um, It was like um, high thirties, low forties at night and probably in the sixties during the day. Mm Mm-hmm maybe seventies at the, on on a hot day. I went right around this time, actually both times I went during uh, February, March, which was a great time for me to be out of Northern New York. And yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. You were, you were devastated. You were missing the winters up here. I'm sure. What (laughs) uh, does this, uh, does Anthony still organize trips to Nepal and can you, Direct people he does work with uh, 
some trips. He's actually, um, we were just talking the other day about a trip to Dharamsala uh, this spring. And I don't think it's particularly a volunteer trip, um, but he has been trying to organize things. He does a lot with trying to get um, people informed about all of the different groups in the world. Cause there are, I think there's something like 30 different volunteer acupuncture organizations right now. And um, he's a big proponent of use all of them, help as many people as you can. Uh, he's, you know, so it's, it's a pretty um, good perspective to look at that. Cause he's also trying to get some integrative stuff where, you know, it's not just acupuncture. I mean, that's, that's fun when you go on an acupuncture camp, but um, when I was there, it would have been really nice to have a surgeon with us for a few things. And it would have been nice to see, you know, other people in other modalities there along with us in a big team. That would have been great. Uh, we didn't end up having that when I went, but I know that some of the other groups are able to do that. Um, and I just spoke with a, a, an MD who is heading to, um, she's heading on a trip and they are only doing MDs, but I was asking her with the, if their group would ever open up to acupuncturists, massage therapists, um, expand the, expand the ability to, to treat people mm -hmm. in many modalities. So, no, that's a good point. Um, not everybody can make it overseas to volunteer, but there are a lot of different ways that you can find to volunteer in the U S and there are a lot of, um, different groups, different demographics, mm -hmm. different, you know, um, one of the things is, uh, that you just made me think about is I know a, uh, uh an OBGYN, uh, physician and, um, he does a free treatment clinic. He actually travels up north in New York State. And he treats groups of people that have immigrated here, emigrated or immigrated, uh, that have come here to work, Guatemala, Central America, Mexico, whatever, you know. And they often don't have care. He doesn't question whether they're here legally or not. He doesn't care. He wants them to, you know, be healthy. Some probably are, some probably are not. But it made me think like, there's another opportunity. Okay, he's providing medical care. Why not tag along and you can provide acupuncture? Yeah. As well. And once I was, what, what I what I when I ask you, one thing I I felt liberated when with volunteering, because you're not under pressures that either we put on ourselves or outside pressures that come with private practice. It's more of ah, I can just put needles in and I can you know we're always practicing and hence the term practice. But you can try things you know and it's just more freedom and it's, it's really, really neat. And the really, and people are usually, well, they are, they're appreciative period, you know, but you just made me think I could tag along with, with him and find another source of, you know, another uh, way of volunteering. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, there's, there are so many opportunities. Veterans is a big one. Um, mm -hmm. I tried to do more of a free clinic myself and it didn't really work out you do get you do get even even when i volunteer here and, and maybe it's a a u.s phenomena um you get no shows it's almost like yeah. if you don't have a price on it then it's not valued which is very unfortunate and i can say everybody but there are some people that will just blow off the appointment because it's you know and that doesn't really discourage me because the way i stack patients i always have someone so i i schedule them i've scheduled as close as 10 minutes i schedule them every 15 minutes so I'm usually have somebody and what, what kind of ends up happening is 
if somebody no-shows, the person that came before them or right after them needed more time. So it's yeah. kind of neat how that works out anyway. And I don't get I don't get upset sometimes they no-show for a legitimate reason. I mean, we are in New York State and weather can be an issue. And, you know, chronic no-showers, we just don't allow them to schedule anymore because they're taking a spot that somebody else would have really appreciated and wanted. Right. Um, and I found out like, and I found this also when I had a community clinic, very similar when I had a, a clinic where people had the option to pay if they wanted to or didn't have to. The people that had the most money, at least from what you can tell, never paid or paid the least. And the people that didn't have the money were the ones that wanted to pay more. So yeah. I decided to just squash trying to do it out of my clinic and just commute and go to the actual, to, to, to the place and volunteer there and they handle all the scheduling now they have online booking i did a shift a few weeks ago um and it was it filled in a day like a day 15 spots filled in 24 hours it was amazing i actually said okay let's cut out our lunch put somebody in on our lunch you know because you know you just you just kind of keep working through you know right so i have a question for you what I found with talking with some other people doing volunteering in, in the the hardest part with volunteering in the United States is the the red tape and the, the following all of the regulations and rules and paperwork and everything that you have to have, which um, when we went to Nepal, there's very, very loose regulations, if any. Um, so it was very easy to, to volunteer there. Mm -hmm. um, we had other challenges, but not paperwork and red tape. How do you find dealing with uh, working in the in New York? There's no red tape, uh, at least with what I have. Just to. have to. There definitely will be, depending on where you work and what how they are. ClearPath is great. They're just. You and I have a New York State license. It's easy to work in New York, but if you went to true. Massachusetts to volunteer, it would be. That that is a good point. That could definitely be an issue. My sense is is that. Just like there are some states are more difficult than others, you know, like a lot of most states you go to for we have seminars in all these different states and they're like, oh, well, New York is a great one, too. We can bring an outside instructor and they're allowed the needle for educational purposes. I don't know if there are those exemptions for people volunteering. I would hope so, that if you carried a professional license in another state or even province in Canada or whatever, that you'd be allowed to volunteer because you are donating time and you know skills um so i don't know that i don't know that i know that there are exemptions in other areas with this so maybe there maybe there would be maybe there wouldn't be yeah definitely it'd be it'd be ideal to volunteer in your own state to avoid as much red tape you can have your own consent forms you know you can have your own releases you can bring those um and your intake obviously you you know you'd rule out major things you'd want them to you know it's, it's a tricky situation because you're not, you're not taking them on as a patient per se, but you are volunteering your services. What I will say is that there's a lot of right. leniency because of the fact that you are volunteering. I mean, I don't, there's yeah, not, you're not collecting any fees, exactly. but you are providing a service. So I think that there's a lot more leniency and a lot more appreciation for that. And uh, ClearPath wants to make it as, as, as easy as possible. And, and that's really helped. You know, these places, they're just, they're so short of volunteers that they're just, 
so happy when they have someone and they are going to screen you. They're going to make sure that you're licensed. They're not going to, you know, they're not just going to take any Joe Schmo off the street, um, obviously. But generally speaking, um, I, I have not had much red tape at all. The people have been great. Um, nice. Yeah, I've even brought. We something. didn't have any. Uh, What's that? Yeah, there were no red tape in 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 Nepal. We had, like I said, we had other stuff like theft and weird you know having to pay bribes and mm-hmm. people coming to take take all your stuff Jesus. and uh so we had that but <laughs> no, wasn't anything too major it makes volunteering in the, the bribes are funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah what, what were they what, what did you have to provide was it money or sometimes 20 25 dollars 25 bucks yeah yeah it was money every time it was money yeah. um actually we the the we were asked not to come back to the the monastery the again because they got hit up for money after we left because they thought we brought money with us we brought needles and some herbs and things and then um you know it's 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 Isn't part it, of the deal i mean i've had other friends go to other countries like haiti and africa and you know he's just kind of some of your stuff's going to get stolen that's part of the deal but you're it's all you know we had uh they stole our sharps containers all of them full and full took them back and we found them at uh um there was a makeshift school that they were going to start teaching acupuncture and we found all of our sharps containers there in the closet because they took us on a tour of the school and i looked over in the closet and all of our sharps were there and they were um free needles they were cleaning and reusing the needles so, oh my god you know th- that's so sad because but, you would have donated the needles is it here have yeah some, you know yeah, I mean, we would have the complexities of, and i saw a guy running down the street with our sharps containers and took off and i was like i'm not going to chase you for those but and then I, you know, on the next time we got a tour, I was like, I know that guy. I've seen him before. And he was in there with this, in the, like a little sterilizer unit in a couple sharps containers. So it was. What was the sterilization unit? Was it part like of the deal? A lighter? Was it high It looked like a toaster oven. Toaster oven. It looked like a toaster oven. And he had some, he was um, sharpening them on a little sandpaper. Man, it's just incredible. Like when you start thinking about, the Red Cross or all these other organizations that have to deliver aid, food and supplies. There are so many right. complicating factors that that prevent it from ever yeah. getting where it's supposed to get to. You know, and uh, actually a funny story. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but the OBGYN that I was talking about before, um, he he would take medical supplies, and he would either refurbish them or they're most of the times they were good what we threw away here in the u.s you know and he'd send them down to mexico and to the different towns where they need you know where they could use them and one of them he sent the supplies down to guadalajara that's where he's originally from um and the supplies were used in a small clinic to save his father to help save his father from a heart attack I mean, it's just, it's amazing when you think about how, right? I mean, it was pretty crazy. He said that freaked him out. He never, that really, like, he knew there was an impact of what he was doing, but that really hits at home. When the very yeah. clinic that you're donating equipment to 
and supplies to was the clinic where your father ended up with a heart attack and ended up, um, you know, being helped. So it's, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. There are so many ways to help. And, you know, that's, that's actually an interesting point. I mean, find where these, the intention is good. They want to start up a school. They want to provide their own acupuncture at these places and they need supplies. So on one hand, yeah, they're stealing them, but on the other hand, it's like they have nothing and you want to provide that for yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, we we and you know we donated some more needles to them afterward, but it was like next time just ask. But that's not how it works, and you know. Yeah, I mean, David just asked a question. Can you please speak more about the potential red tape rules and paperwork here in the states? You know, really, he's like, I'm a new ACU in Illinois and would like to volunteer, but have to make sure I'm doing it correctly. Definitely, you want to have insurance. You want to have your release forms and your consent to be treated as well. Um, yeah, everything of, that you would need to have a private practice would need to be set up, you know, your state license, your insurance, your consent forms, um, would all have to be done here and then kept on file. Yeah. You probably want to, just, but, um, if you were going to go across state lines, I think it would be totally different. <clears throat> yeah. I'd imagine it would be, and you'd want to check with that state, with that state's, um, board of education or department of education, whatever, you know, they have their acupuncture board. And I'm sure the acupuncture board would be able to, to help you or get answers, especially when you're talking again about volunteering, people usually step up and say, okay, we have to get you some answers and we're going to help you out. Um, those are the basics. Now the other red tape really depends on where you volunteer, but my sense is that they're not as worried about it as, as you are, because you know your profession and you know what you need and they generally don't. I'm sure they'd want you to have insurance. That's probably number one. And as a volunteering, I'm sure, you know, yeah. I would not doubt that your insurance would cover it. You could also just call your insurance company and be like, hey, I'm going to volunteer. Are you going to cover me? You know, and, and if you have a decent, I, I recommend CMF insurance is the best one out there at this point. Yeah, and they might um, want to make sure that you can have more, more than one location. Like I know some of them restrict, like you're covered at this location. Hmm. but not at that location. So um, it might be one of those things. Just check with the insurance. I bet they would tell you. I mean, if you're covered in the state, you should be covered wherever you go in the state. But Wherever you go, yeah. Um, um, any thoughts on cancer patients? Um, probably there are nonprofits that there's, a, okay, there's a nonprofit in Syracuse, for example, um, that, and this was as of about a year or two ago, that would work on vouchers where they would pay for somebody to go and to you, to see you. So it wasn't a volunteer position per se. Um, my thought is you'd probably be at, end up at a hospital or something volunteering. And, and then of course, you're gonna have a whole host of red tape, but just follow whatever they require and you should be fine. Yeah. Cancer patients, again, you know, hey, you're not claiming to treat cancer, mm. you're treating side effects of chemo or appetite, you know, appetite issues, vomiting, nausea, pain, things like that. So you should be, you should be, should fine. be no different than your own clinic. Yeah. I think you'd be fine. Um, and uh, the same, I, like I tried to volunteer at a hospital here and they, they said, nope, because they can't have me doing that procedure in their grounds because of liability, liability because of insurance reasons. So you yeah. might be better yeah, off I can't. an independent nonprofit that specializes in care for cancer patients. And that might be a lot mm -hmm. less red tape for you. A lot less. 
Um, I, I do yeah. not recommend people have done it and they've been successful at it. They've, they've started their own nonprofit. They've started their own uh, clinic where they have certain days that they offer, you know, free treatments and stuff like that. Personally, I think that's a, that can not be as satisfying. These nonprofits that you could volunteer at have already done all that for you. They have a place where people go for other reasons, like even where I'm at ClearPath. I mean, there's, there are so many other services that they offer. Acupuncture is just one. You know, they can come in on the day of acupuncture and then they can eat, they get a free meal, they do all these other things. So it becomes, they're out there for, for more than one reason, especially if the place is kind of out of the way. So, and they do all the scheduling and they do everything. So it's a heck of a lot less, I wouldn't call that maybe red tape, but maybe rules and paperwork. It's a lot less because you've let them do it. And then it's a lot easier for you. So that, that's what I would definitely rather do it. Uh, and, and the other thing too, that's good is, you know, it keeps you sharp and it keeps you practicing. Say you're just starting up and you want to see more patients and get more practice. Like Adam used 50, 60 people a day. You know, you might not see that many in, in a U.S. volunteer situation, you may, depends, depends where you are. But even if you saw, you know, a shift where you had four people in an hour, number one, it's going to help you prepare for seeing multiple people in an hour in your clinic. But also, you're just going to get that, you're going to get that exposure. I mean, you know, I'm, Adam, you remember knees, I'm sure you, in backs, depends on the day. Yeah. We'll have knees, backs, oh, yeah. neck, sinuses, allergies, stress, PTSD, everything, you name it. So you really get you really get a, a wide range of of issues. And Adam, you saw all kinds of probably not weird things, but just uncommon things in the U.S. Dental issues might be yeah. something that's more common over there. Suspiciously bloody coughs, you know, <laughs> uh, not interesting presentation. Yeah, just like hmm. hmm. Yeah, lots of lots of that stuff that you would it's like. Oh, I don't I don't treat that. Like an actually um, worms in the stool mm -hmm. was a complaint I heard. I got four or five different times. I was like, I, I think there are better methods for you than, than what I've got. So we helped get them some care, but. Well, and the other yeah, thing too, that was interesting. You weren't held back. You had every technique, acupuncture technique at your disposal. There are people there are not there are volunteer situations in clinics where they where they will only offer ear acupuncture auricular acupuncture mm -hmm. my thought was yeah i worked in a drug treatment center that that was all they could do that's all they could not do not a that, protocol that was it and that's cool like that's all right don't get me wrong that's 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 fine but if i'm going to be volunteering i'm going to do it the way i want to use everything at my disposal whether it's yeah so when i started volunteering it was all distal they just had a big room with chairs ended up being, I didn't, I didn't have a quiet clinic. I let everyone talk and there would be a lot of good energy and laughter and everybody kind of like, you know, picking on each other because you had all, you had the airborne with Navy, with the Marines. And so they would go back and forth and, and only nice. once did it ever get political. And, you know, you can put the kibosh on that for the most part, people know better than to, to go there. It's kind of, a, it's kind of an understood thing. But, you know, I, there, were, there was a time where I'd say, all right, no, no, we're not going there. But even the one time it did go political, it, was, it wasn't bad. I mean, it was more like a neutral, vague thing, conversation. It wasn't like, I'm here and you're there and we're going to argue. So that is something else to look out for, especially when you're doing like a community setting. 
but typically man it was just it's so much fun it's just great and you can choose what you wanted like now i'm doing more motor points trigger points in more of a we have a room with i think there's three or four tables and you know so we bring them in there still treat them in chairs maybe somebody would be in a chair um adam you didn't have the luxury of having tables you trap you treated everybody sitting <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the first time i was there it was almost all sitting um because all we had were benches in a courtyard the mm -hmm. second time they had cots in a garage and there were i don't know we were seeing a lot of people a day so um that we had everybody laying down that was different it was easy um because it was six i think six to a room and there were a whole bunch of rooms so you just you just start with one and go right down through the the line mm -hmm. um and that was a that was through a different we worked with a different group and we were in a an area that was known for high crime rates and and human trafficking so we were end up working there um that was great and we had some met some really nice people and did a lot of work but like i said it was a lot of backs and knees that time too you know the thing is is that what's what's kind of cool is and this is true of whenever you take on a new technique a new acupuncture technique um it's ultimately at the end of the day you can take all the dr tan seminars you want but at the end of the day it's you making that decision to say this is what i'm doing and this is all i'm doing and yeah. saying either this works or it doesn't because we like to get a little bit of like oh my god is it working and let me go back to what i'm familiar with even if you think that it's inferior um because i mean regardless people would argue with me but I, I think there are better techniques than others everything has its place yes but at the end of the day you know where the rubber meets the road is the clinic and if it's working and if it's working better you'll know it but the biggest thing is yeah. is that a lot of people take seminars and they may not incorporate it or they may not feel comfortable yet this volunteering allows you more freedom to try these things without having the pressure of oh my god i'm 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 taking someone's money and i gotta do the best that's one of the that's one of the kind of psychological things that's lifted off of you. Number one, number two is, I'm going to treat people in chairs. That means I really have to use my distal acupuncture the best I can. And then you, and then the third thing is you could say, well, let me try this. Uh, let me do this. And now you start to get this creative freedom too. And next thing you know, you're like, oh my god, you know, the person's arms in full range of motion when they couldn't even lift it at all, you know, or they're moving their back around and they're like, there's no pain there anymore. And then you start getting that positive feedback. So it's a great, it's a great opportunity to try new techniques and new things with a little, little more freedom. And at the end of the day, in your clinic, you have to try. You just have to. I, 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 I learned Dr. Tan, and within two weeks, that's all I was using in the clinic. Then there were a couple of times I was like, yeah. oh, crap, oh, my God. You know, okay, think on your feet, think on your feet. Before you know it, it's second nature. My first patient with Dr. Tan was a heel pain. She came in, she was coming in for other stuff and getting treated for it. And then she just casually mentions, I love when patients do this, right? Yeah, I have this heel pain. Oh, it's been bothering me. How long? Oh, six months. And I, so I look, when were you going to tell me this? You know, and she, she got a laugh out of it. She said, okay, all right, hold on. Let me, so I did Muglan Guglan, you know, right? The base yeah. of the palm. So she gets up and she walks around. She's like, it's not there, you know? And you're like, okay check off a win and that you know helps you really start to 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 get it that this stuff really works so i didn't hear from her for like two weeks i thought she went back to florida florida i gotta say that word right or danielle's gonna yell at me um i thought <laughs> I 
Florida. And she, uh, I called her up. I was like, so what's going on? And then didn't hear from her. She's like, oh, it's gone. Like, we it's gone. No, it never came back. <laughs> so when, you, when yeah. you force yourself to use it in the clinic, that's when you start seeing it. It's pretty incredible. <clears throat> Hey, now what I what oh hey Danielle Danielle, Danielle now I, what I what I want to do is take a class and then go volunteer yeah, and see yeah. 80 90 people in a day and try that right. technique after the class for three weeks on you know hundreds of people exactly. that would be the way to put together a class in an amazing way where Danielle yeah. go well she she probably heard me she, she probably was had just checking in on you she was checking in on me making sure that I'm actually she does that she keeps you on my toes good i don't know what it is i try to log in as like a normal viewer and it's still like i logged out of zoom everything and it still logs me in as chinese medicine that works you're you're forever linked perfect forever hey that's even better better i can't see you though i just got out from tucking the kids in so i'm i'm behind but you guys go ahead i'm gonna i i haven't this my i can hear mine is still up running around waiting for me Wow. You have such a psychological effect on me that I'm also very insecure about how I say Florida. You say it like a New Yorker. That's what I get. <laughs> Danielle. Florida? What? Well, now you're going to say it right, Adam, because you're, you're intentionally saying it. You're a New Yorker. You're, you can't say it right. Well, yeah, you just, you just, you just trained me. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to be insecure. <laughs> So Danielle, you you came out to Clearpath a couple times. Yeah, exactly. Adrian, you say Florida. <laughs> Damn it! But I didn't right. that time, did I? <laughs> Danielle, you came out to Clearpath a couple times. How was it? I did. I think I've been three now. It's it's awesome. It was great to throw me into a faster pace, which I hadn't really gotten to experience so much. Mm-hmm. I think the fastest I've had to move before that is when I worked in the methadone clinic. When I was still in school and we were running around doing um, 5e at 6 a.m. in the morning. Ooh. I mean, not 5e, but uh, 5 needle protocol. 5 needle protocol, yeah. Yeah, at 6 a.m. in the morning at, at the methadone clinic. Um, so it was really great, um, yeah, to push me and, and thinking. I mean, we, were, we did a lot of TON one time. We did more um, X-Store Motor Point another time. And then we mixed it up the third time and did whatever we felt was best. Um, it's great. It's a great experience. Yeah, and and you and you you came back, which is amazing, despite having to deal with me. Because <laughs> basically, what happened by the third time, I just sit back and I'm like, yeah, go ahead, you're you're good. I'm just gonna sit here and I'm gonna hang out. <laughs> like, when are we eating? I'm thirsty, and I'll just sit there and complain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were complaining the last time. <laughs> well, the, you know what? It just give it just give you the rope, and you just. You know, <laughs> that's all. So, but yeah, so that's pretty cool. I mean, there, like I said, there are international opportunities um, and there are domestic uh, opportunities here. You just got to find them. People are, and really, I mean, going back to the last thing we were talking about, I, you will find, Adam, you mentioned you, you did a, um, a, a detox clinic, you know, yeah. and so you will find opportunities to do that, to the, to do that. Is that, that's cool, but I mean, do you really want to do that again and again and again and again every time, you know, um, depends, you know, you don't want to be, you don't want to be salt, you're not, not to be selfish about it, but it's also to build you as a practitioner. So volunteering should, should, oh, yeah. it should help somebody, but you know, it should also build you up, right? You're giving your skills away and you're giving your treatments away 
but I think what you're taking away from it is probably far greater. Mm -hmm. And you're going to help. Yeah, I mean, you're learning so much. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, uh, you don't, uh, you don't have a nonprofit up by you though. I don't think, do you, Adam? I don't think so. There's probably something. I think there's a soup kitchen, but I don't know if there's a, I don't know what kind of, um, and there's Not probably a, a wounded warriors or uh, I'm sure that there are groups. I don't know if I could drop in and work there, but I'm sure that there are groups. Nice. I so, want to go back with Anthony and, and uh, go to another, you know, either do India or somewhere else. He was trying to go to Bhutan for a while and that fell through, but. Are there any opportunities in, in North America, Central America? I'm sure. I know Dan Wanderlich has a, um, on his neurofunctional classes at the bottom, it says that the proceeds go to a 501c3 that is, I believe, in Guatemala. So I know he's, sure. he's done some trips. Um, he'd be a good one to go with. Um, there are a lot of different people going other places. I know that there's probably still groups going to Haiti. Mm -hmm. But like I said, there's, there's over 30 active groups right now, and there are probably far more than that if you, if you dig around. It's just a matter of going with a group that you like or that, has, um, that provides you with either the location or the, the type of treatment that you want to see. Mm -hmm. um, so I know that there's the, the group that goes to Africa every year. You, I think you have to apply in advance for it. I forget the name of that one, um, but I know they're, they're a pretty major organization. And there's the, what is it? The acupuncture without borders. It's always going somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're always going somewhere. Yeah. Do they go more for um, in crisis, crises management, or do they go also for? I've seen ads for trips all over the place. Not even, not just during crises, but I know that they do set up quick camps when there's, I know they've done some hurricane relief. Mm -hmm. um, and that's another nice organization. And there are some that you can, well, I mean, uh, depending on where you go, what you're trading, you could use, you know, any type of acupuncture you want. Again, I can't harp on that enough. That's yeah. the cool part. You battle, what is it? Battlefront acupuncture. Yep. You, use, you know, all sorts of different, uh, different opportunities to use whatever you want at your disposal. So, but this is, uh, this is good. Adam, I just wanted to make an announcement that you are, will be uh, an instructor in the dry needling, the myofascial pain and dry yeah. needling seminars that we're having this year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That should be a lot of fun. I can't believe you got suckered into that. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, where's Adam? We need Adam. You, you need another Northern New Yorker, right? Another Northern New Yorker. Well, you know, I think you're going to bring a lot to the table here. You know, you're going to bring a lot with the, with the stuff that you've picked up in all these other programs that you've done and all the seminars that you've done and the needling skills that you have. I think, you, I think it's going to be great. And the level of patience that you have, you've gotten a really good response um, in the past working as an assistant. We've only had uh, a few complaints about you and that's just your degree of niceness was too much. So you got to tone that down yeah, a little bit. That's right. kind of and just try to be a little bit, be a little harder. Um, but seriously, I think it's going to be great. We look forward to working with you in the in in those seminars. 
And if you have any questions about, about volunteering, I know that again, Kate Colley, she's in the group. She just came back. It'll be really cool to see what, what, what her experience was. Is she um, back yet? I think she's back or she's on her way back. Um, that's probably a pretty decent. Yeah. Flight. That had to have been. Yeah. Takes yeah. two days. Takes two days. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Um, she'll be back soon. I don't see any other questions. I don't have any questions. I don't see any on the group. Do you see any questions, Danielle? Let me flip back over to Facebook for you. Let's see. Uh, no, I don't see anything actually. Well, if anybody has any questions, pop them in the uh, comment section and uh, we'll be happy to answer them. But I think that's about it. If you get a chance to volunteer, do it, do it. And um, yeah. It's it's definitely worth it. It's definitely once you get hooked up someplace, they'll they'll be very very happy that that you that you're doing it. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. I can't think of anything else. Yeah, I can't stress how much you'll learn from it. It's it's fantastic opportunity. Mm -hmm. It really is. And uh, you know, my my the last oh let me see what we got here. The last thing I would add again is um, sometimes it's easier to not take it on yourself. Keep your practice separate from your volunteering. If you, you know, it could be some people have done it. Okay. And it's worked fine, but it can be a real, uh, it's just, it's just different. You know, it's just a different, uh, it's just a different vibe altogether. So Adrian, we'll see you later. Thank you for joining. Thank you for the Kathy's on. I see Kathy and Ken and uh, David, thank you for, I think David's out. Thank you for joining us on Zoom. Thank you everybody who joined us on the group. This has been another CMTW podcast. Uh, one last thing, last day to register for Anthony's um, webinar tomorrow, um, his plantar fasciitis webinar. So that, that'll be fun. I think we've had about 75 people register for that. That'll be great. Anthony's webinars are one of a kind, pretty unique. So I'll be there tomorrow. I don't know if Danielle will be there. She's probably too cool. Probably mm -hmm. have to I'm planning on it. You're pla yeah, well, I mean, what's going on with your clinic? You've, you've been fixing up your clinic. Huh? You're put We're just closing up? this down. Don't bring me in. Yeah, come on. You're just uh, going to put some pictures up on the group. <clears throat> no? Yes. You'll, there'll be pictures on the group. There'll be pictures on the group. Yep. There better be. There it's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, she's, she's talking up a big game, so now we got to really see. I, I've... I'm privy. I've seen some pictures. It's it's uh, it's pretty nice. <laughs> Thanks. I think so. Mine is not. <laughs> it's not. But it's functional, and you help people. No. Let me guess, exactly. Adam. Are you like the t well? No, like after seeing Clayton's clinic yesterday, it was like, oh man, this is like this is nice. <laughs> it's a beautiful clinic. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not that nice. Oh, it's sure. It's on. great. Are the walls bare? Is that what's, uh, yeah. <laughs> but Danielle, you're set up. You got a couple yeah. chairs. You got a few tables. You <clears throat> set up the rock and roll. Yeah. I'm getting, getting there. Monday. Uh, you're, not, you're not messing around anymore. No, not messing around with one room anymore. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Sometimes too. Nice. Sometimes too. Yeah. Well, now, now I've got three. Which are good. Them. Yeah. You, you got to have three. We have a lot coming up. I mean, we did, we did a, we had Chris Valeski on Monday with Chris Leninger on Wednesday. Those are up on the group. We have Jamie Chavez is from a couple weeks ago. His, his free webinar is up on the group. 
now tonight we're doing the this is awesome thanks adam for coming on um because volunteering is important and it's something that we I, i'd love to do i didn't never thought i'd be two years or plus into this right now uh tomorrow vips and sharina's vip group free webinar in that group so adam if you get a chance i know you've got family time on the weekend too but um that's on sunday and we got some some webinars sharina's doing next week too and uh a newly we're gonna name it we we're thinking like clinic rescue or clinic 911 or something but the save my clinic that's that's what we still have it as that's wednesday i think right danielle are we still doing that that's a work in progress we'll, so, put, we'll post the event soon if anybody wants to um to be on that you have like say you have a question about hiring someone if you have had issues hiring people or associates or um just questions on marketing or you've had a slow period in your clinic send us an email at support at chinese medicine networks.com and we'll get you on we'll get you on and, and sharina and and ryan will will talk you and walk you through it what do you think what what if i just want redecorating will they help with that <laughs> There are other groups for that, Adam. <laughs> there are plenty of other groups. You can go to AOL. You never know. <gasps> those, are, those posts are some of the ones that get the most comments. You'll see like case studies and stuff and I'll have like 12 comments. You put one about <laughs> curtains, freaking 200 comments. <laughs> Holy shit, everybody's Martha freaking Stewart when that comes out. <laughs> and I joke, but actually I could use that advice myself, actually. Because <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't want to do the wrong thing. Because uh, I got there's a certain uh, critic on with us right now who definitely let me know if it wasn't right. <laughs> Adam, oh, I didn't good. know you're so critical. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because I don't think it's Adam. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, little, I'm a little picky. <laughs> I'm a little picky, but I don't want to do it, and I have no clue. But yeah, I'm still picky. That's that's this doesn't work out right right at all. Mm. Let me just check this one more time, and then we'll probably head out. Oh, Matt, Danielle, because you're on, and I'm on. And we're both on as CMTW. Matt wasn't able to join us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I joined at the very end. Like, where was he this whole time? Oh, he was going to crash it at the end too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, know nice. what to do about this joining a CMTW thing. Oh, well, okay. Kate Matt, Collins, show up nice earlier time. next time. Yeah, well, he's working on a bunch of stuff. He's working on the seminar curriculum too, right? Adam, is, is he is he uh, hounding you about that too? It's going to be yeah. good. Yeah, but Matt's yeah. a perfectionist. This is going to be really good. We got some work to do. Yeah, you have a lot of work. See, see how you got sucked into this? Sorry about that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so this is this is going to be awesome. Look forward to seeing everybody. Check out Acuvids. If you don't have a free membership, get one. It's on Acuvids.com. Check out the entities webinar tomorrow. It's from 1 to 3, 15 p.m. It's going to probably go over, though. Uh, we just have so much good stuff going on. I thank everyone for joining us and helping us out, posting in the group. We really appreciate all the participation. And uh, we're going to be doing more trips this year. If you want us to check out your clinic or come by and see you, let us know post it on the group or email us and we'll try to get it out to you. That's something that we want to do more of too. Adam, thanks a lot. You're welcome. See you soon. Danielle, thanks for crashing. <laughs> All right.